KBCS is powered by listeners just like you. Support this and other KBCS stories, interviews, and highlights by donating at our website, kbcs.fm. We take you to a current case that's been highlighted by Converge and the Seattle Times and other media. It's the story of the Houston siblings and their partners in the community who are seeking for reparations from Renton School District and what they say was an unfair acquisition of their family's former land. They see their parents were pressured to sell their land to the school district under threat of eminent domain. In 1968, the Renton School District purchased the Houston family's nearly 10 acres of land for about $44,600. 1969 was the beginning of the Boeing bust, and according to the Seattle Times, the Renton School District indicated the plans for the school fell through. Many scholars have written about the unethical and outright illegal ways that land has been taken from black communities. There are also writings on the liberal use of the power of eminent domain to purchase land for public projects. Some, particularly who are referred to in a U.S. Commission on Civil Rights briefing report, indicated that of roughly a million people impacted by the use of eminent domain in a thousand cities between the 1950s to early 70s, two-thirds of those impacted were Black. KBCS's Gol Hogugi attended the Renton School Board meeting in October and spoke with James and John Houston. James Houston starts off describing the series of events that led him to the school board meeting. Well, it's like it is every month. We come here with the same story, and we only have one story, the truth. The truth is that... Um, Growing up in Renton wasn't easy, you know, in the 50s. Um, That's when I first came here in 1953. My mom and dad bought 10 acres of land. My dad didn't work for nobody. He worked for himself. He raised pigs, cows, chickens, did uh, auto wrecking, uh, demolition, paid off that 10 acres within 15 years that later they bought our property, forced us to sell it. And the property was paid off by working off the land. My dad had a third grade education. He couldn't read or write. My mom had a seventh grade education. All of us lived on one road in the Highlands, Renton Highlands, 132nd Street. It's now called Union Street. Uh, they came in the early 50s. They took 13 acres from a black family, the Wares, and they built Honeydew Elementary, which is there. About four years later, they come to my mom and dad and say they need our 10 acres right next to an elementary school. And 13 acres is a lot of land. You could put a stadium, new stadium on that backfield that nothing is happening with it, but they took from a black family. Then they came after us and they said they needed ours to build a middle school. My mom and dad said no. All of a sudden in the first grade, I came home from school one day and my house was burned down to the ground. 
they came back and they wanted to buy the property again. My mom and dad said, no, this is what we make our living. Where are we going to live? Where are we going to work to take care of our family? Can't raise pigs and cows and chickens everywhere. They said no again. Seventh grade, another house was burned down when we went to church on a Sunday night. They still said no, and the school district kept hounding them. And uh, 11th grade, all of a sudden one night, a bomb was put on the porch. Bottom third of the door was gone, a big hole in the porch. And my dad was on his way to the door to see what was going on, what the dogs were barking at. And the bomb went off. Luckily, he hadn't made it to the door. Uh, School district came back. They still said no. They said, well, we can force through eminent domain, and we want the property, and we will have it. My mom and dad finally gave up, sold the property to them. It was to build a middle school, Apollo Middle School. To this day, there is not an Apollo Middle School, nor have they built another middle school in that area. When you go to our property up there that used to be our property, there's over 200 houses, residents on that property. Big houses, you know, 800,000 to a million dollars houses, 600 to 800,000 dollar townhouses on our property. School district is making a ton of money off it, and I think it's right, only right for them to pay us reparations. And we're not going away. I live all the way in Bremerton. I'm 73, I'll be 74 in a couple weeks, but I will be here every month until they do the right thing or they just outright tell us, no, we're gonna treat you like they treated you back then. You know, go away. Sorry you have to constantly repeat this story over and over again. I can't imagine what it feels for you. According to the Seattle Times, a Renton Chronicle article from 1956 reported the cause of the first fire due to electrical wiring, though the fire department indicated the cause was unknown. There was no cause listed in the fire department report for the second fire James Houston referred to. There's no written record for the explosion at the home, as well since no one was hurt. The Houston family's land was acquired together with two other families whose properties were adjacent to the Houstons. One of the families was white, and the other was a black family. The three plots together were purchased for $92,000, and in 1980, the land combined was sold to a developer for $186,000. Golhogugi followed up with John Houston last week to learn more about the black community in Renton in the 1950s. It was a great community. It was the only place in the Renton area that black families could buy a home or buy a large piece of land. We had our own barber shop, our own beauty shop for the women. We had a little grocery store. Um, most of the people, the black families there were from the South. And so we had a little grocery store that 
Uh, you can buy things that you couldn't buy at Safeway or Albertsons. We had a barbecue joint that uh, actually turned into a, my mom called it a juke joint. Uh, the adults went and played cards and drank and danced. And it was a well-connected community because it wasn't a good time to grow up and rent. And uh, the Black families looked out for each other's kids. But yeah, it was it was close-knit. We had a church. The men, some of the women too, they they had specialties. We raised farm animals. Uh, there was electrician, plumbers. The women liked to work in the gardens. If everybody had a garden, so if somebody didn't have potatoes or collard greens, you know, they can go to that person and get it. So I think we had like at one time 80 pigs and we had cows and oh, wow. chickens and ducks. But every everybody had not the size that we had because they didn't have the land size, but everybody had either chickens or a cow or something. It was, it was a nice community until uh, it was decided that they break it up. My family was probably the largest landowners and as soon as the Renton School District took my family's land, uh, the other families, well, if they can do it to the Houston family, and then they could easily do it to us. So that's when it started to break up. But it was gentrification in Renton before the century in Seattle. How was the money raised to buy these lands? Most people came from the deep south, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee. During that time, uh, there was no no jobs other than sharecropping or working in fields in the south. So there was a black migration. A lot of black men from the south went north to Chicago or Detroit. My father and some of his friends heard that they were hiring in Bremerton in the shipyard. So they took regular jobs. My dad worked five years in the Bremerton shipyards and he learned to weld. He learned to use a cutting torch, which he used later to raise his family because he cut up junk cars and taught my brothers how to use the cutting torch. And But he say he worked five years and he, he just couldn't get used to punching a time clock. And there were, he was called names and stuff thrown at him at the shipyard. So he went looking for property on this side of the Puget Sound. The first place they took him to was Renton. When he got there, there was other black families and uh, soon some of his friends from Bremerton that he had come from Louisiana with bought land there too. So, And that was the, the only area. They worked hard at, at jobs where uh, they weren't used to working, but they did it just, just to buy the land. The land was cheaper up there because it was swamp and white families didn't even want that land. It was swamp, but it was perfect for us because we raised farm animals and got free water uh, with the swamps and the creek running through there. So it, it worked out really well for us. And, and it's funny, pretty much every black family on that one street, that same creek ran through their property. It was unwanted land until they saw that it could be prosperous. And my dad couldn't read or write. He signed his name with an X. 
but they put 360 pages in front of him to sign that X. The Renton School District will get millions of dollars of tax dollars for each one of those 200 houses. The Renton School District gets bond and tax money, and they'll get that tax money to the end of time. It'll be a year in February since we've been going to the meetings, every school board meeting, and they've said nothing. What would be a fulfilling outcome to complete this uh, and to make it whole for you? The first one is uh, a public statement of what the Renton School District did to my family. And it's, 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 it's pretty clear. You go up there and see the 200 houses. Uh, me and my siblings live in apartments. That's number one, a statement stating what was done to my family. And um, this is negotiable, but I am looking for the current value. I want uh, the current value of 10 acres of land uh, and a public statement. They sent two newer board members to meet with us, my attorney and some other activists here in Renton. And their offer was to make a equity inclusion policy named after my family. And if they don't already have an equity inclusion policy in the Renton School District, then they're, they, they, they have some work to do. It's a nice gesture. That would be nice as part of it. And that was their offer. And that's not enough. Damien Patnod, the superintendent of Renton Schools, called me and asked me if I wanted to name a new elementary school up there. And uh, the first name I gave them was Hilltop Heritage Elementary, because he, he said it couldn't be named after a person or a family. Then he came back a couple weeks later and said the board had decided it could be named after a person or family. And I started a petition that had over a thousand signatures, name it Houston Elementary. They turned that down, but they did use the first name that I suggested in Hilltop Heritage Elementary. They did use that name. So uh, naming of a school, a policy, we're past that. They missed that opportunity. And what's the history between Hilltop? What is the why did you choose that name? Well, some people said they used to call it the Hilltop. I never heard of it called that. I know there was a Hilltop grocery store up there, a little corner store, and I think there were some Hilltop apartments up there. But there's a park uh, where the Barfield family used to own. They sold their property to the city of Renton. It's called Hilltop Heritage Park, and that's why I used that name for the school. Uh, the, the process on our end is not going to stop. They, you know, sure, we're tired of going there. I'm tired of telling the whole story and they say nothing. I think their their goal is for us just to go away and get tired of coming there. But I won't stop until I get a, an answer, some kind of acknowledgement. That was John Houston speaking with KBCS's Goho Googie last week. Renton School District did not respond to KBCS's request for comment. Cases where Black community members are calling for reparations from unethical and illegal methods or overuse of eminent domain to gain property from their elders and ancestors are growing. 
In 2021, the Bruce family, a black family who owned waterfront property in the Los Angeles area's Manhattan Beach, won a watershed case. The municipality seized the property owned by Willa and Charles Bruce, who ran a resort for black beachgoers in 1924. In 2021, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed Bruce's Beach Bill into law, clearing the way for Los Angeles County to return the land to the Bruce family. Also in 2021, Reverend Dr. Robert Jeffrey pushed for the city of Seattle to compensate New Hope Missionary Baptist Church for land that the church felt pressured to sell to the city. The land from the church was used for Spruce Street Mini Park. In Portland, Oregon, a group of black citizens have filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against the city of Portland, Emanuel Legacy Hospital, and Prosper Portland to sell their property under eminent domain for a federal renewal project to build the hospital and, quote, remove blight, unquote, from the neighborhood. More than 150 residents were displaced for the project in the 1960s in an area that was predominantly black. In October, the lawyers for Legacy Emanuel Hospital and Health Center and the city of Portland appealed to throw out the suit. A judge ruled for the lawsuit to proceed. For more KBCS stories and to support our work with a donation, you can visit kbcs.fm.